Monique Steele is with us now for the Rural News. Kia ora, Monique. Politicians went head-to-head on rural issues last night. What's the reaction to it? Tēnā koe, Charlotte. Yes, farmers we've spoken to say it was a great debate at Mystery Creek that will help many decide their final vote for the next month election. All the issues on farmers' lips were discussed, including farm inflation, milk prices, ute taxes, carbon farming and compounding regulations. Andrew Hoggart of ACT, National's Todd McClay, Eugenie Sage from the Green Party, Mark Patterson of New Zealand First and Labour's Damien McKenzie, they all had a crack at putting forward what they would offer the rural sector if elected. Sam Owen, who runs a dairy and grazing farm on the outskirts of Matamata, was at the debate. I don't think there was a winner. There was a, there was a few things that probably people needed reinforcing on who they would or wouldn't vote for. I mean, I think the room, to be honest, was mainly blue with a little bit of act and possibly the outlier for New Zealand first. I don't think it was a strong Labour room, so I don't think it was ever going to be Damien trying to, you know, really ramp up the supporters in the room. But, um, yeah, I don't. I think a lot of people went away thinking, well, we've heard them firsthand now and we've seen the way they react to the questions. What would they be like standing up for our industry moving forward? Do you know who you're going to vote for this election? Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more steadfast on who I'm going to vote for now than I was yesterday. Sheep and beef farmer Ben Dooley says he got fired up watching the debate from his Southland home. I've got to be honest, the winner of the night last night had to be Andrew Hoggard with ACT. When uh, Minister O'Connor was talking about the need for these for the emissions stuff and then saying that the private sector, the the companies that are buying our product are requesting it anyway. Andrew sort of highlighted the whole issue with it, which was so if 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 the markets are doing the job, why do we need the government policy? If the markets are requiring that we lower our emissions or we prove what our emissions are or our warming effect, whatever it may be, why do we actually need the government policy there in the first place? And I thought that was bang on and that was probably the best line of the night. That's Ben Dooley. As you may have heard in the business news, Sea Lord is looking to buy a Christchurch-based business independent fisheries. If given the go-ahead by the Commerce Commission, the sale would make Sea Lord the largest seafood company in the country. Chief Executive Doug Pullen says independent fisheries will be run the same way as it is now, but the acquisition would allow for more efficiency gains. Where we can get real synergy is in looking at the vessels that they run, adding them to our fleet, and then being able to look at what we'd call exploratory fishing for species. And it gives you more opportunity to send one of your vessels to look for species ahead of when they'd normally be there without losing too much because you've got more boats that can fish the species you're currently looking for. So you just get more flexibility in regards to catch. And, you know, that's a positive for us. That's Doug Paulin. Vegetables New Zealand says National's plan to cut red tape around water storage and vegetable growing will increase productivity and improve supply. The party has released a primary sector growth plan, which includes removing the need to get a consent for water storage in most circumstances. And it will make commercial fruit and vegetable growing permitted under the Resource Management Act. This means that growers wouldn't need a resource consent to grow food or rotate crops. Vegetables New Zealand has applauded the plan. Chief Executive John Murphy says being able to grow more vegetables is one way to bring prices down, improve health outcomes and support an industry that's vital to New Zealand. 
ANZ's latest snapshot of the economy paints a grim picture for primary industries, with falling incomes combined with higher costs and interest rates means many farms will struggle to turn a profit this season. It says meat processors are finding it more challenging to sell into export markets, sharing costs have increased again, and the prime lamb schedule has dropped considerably. ANZ's chief economist Sharon Zollner says farmers are under the pump and tightening their belts will have flow-on effects. There's been such strong cost escalation in the likes of fuel and fertiliser and now of course the prices have have dropped away. So uh, in response to that, farmers can reduce their on-farm investment, they can um, reduce supplementary feed, but they can also not go out for dinner. Uh, And so I think the the rural service towns are are definitely going to, to feel this, whereas it'll take an awful lot longer for it to be felt in the in the cities. It's really not clear at the moment whether this is a game changer for the overall economy or not. Sharon Zolner says forestry isn't doing much better either, with crews at a standstill because of subdued demand from our key market, China. And lastly, a Hawke's Bay fencing contractor says a month of sunny weather has allowed them to get on to damaged farms for the first time since Cyclone Gabrielle. Gordon Hansen of Hawke's Bay Fencing says soggy ground from the cyclone, combined with ongoing wet weather, has made it difficult to get machinery on some properties. We've been waiting six months, but it's only just dried out enough for the last two weeks. And I told him he'd keep on, on the phone every every couple of weeks. I said, oh, no, that's no, still too wet. And then when I finally got there about oh, 10 days ago, I showed him, went down the flats, and the bulldozer was billowing right out on in the silk. It was that soft in the leak, so I had to back out of there and leave it for another week and managed to get it last week. So they just dried out. A lot of that silk looks dry, but you get on top of it and you break through the crust and disappear. Mr Hansen says the moisture stays deep in the soil, especially around those low-lying areas, which makes it hard to install fences or remove silt. Yeah, it won't dry out for quite a while unless you cut some drains through it and let it drain out. A lot of low-lying land down um, south of Hastings, that won't come right for probably six months until they can get some machines in and on top of it because they just sink. Gordon Hansen says the company is bringing in half a dozen forestry workers from Waikato as logging jobs get turned off there. He hopes this will help with the ongoing fencing and silt removal work needing to be done across Hawke's Bay. And that's the Rural News for this week. Kia pai tērā.